Hello, and welcome to the First 7-Inch Club, episode 82. First 7-Inch Club is a podcast where we dig up 7 inches from the past within the realms of hardcore punk and metal and discuss whether or not they're worth being remembered. We also provide facts and trivia that we get from the internet and our own personal experiences. Uh, we don't consider ourselves know-it-alls or experts, but many other people do. Oh, uh, we got two episodes in a row and not a lot of bitching, so <laughs> I think we're doing it. I think I think we're uh, you know, we're the the world's leading podcast on uh hardcore history. So yeah. uh this is where you go when you want to learn about old hardcore. I am Mike and with me is Scott. Mike, there was some chat in the uh Discord about I, I mostly for me about <laughs> about uh the night flight plus and how yeah. we're all paying for it and no one's using it. So I decided to make a point of trying to use it a little bit and I just just before recording, I watched um, Jack Mack and Rad Boy Go. You remember that cartoon? Nope. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a pre-Beavis and Butthead, but way more psychotic and actually kind of well-drawn, but also really not well-drawn. Uh, okay. Like one-man show cartoon, and he just has these two characters that, like, they go to get, they go to steal beer, and then they try and go to a party, and they crash into a nuclear bomb, and they blow up. And it's just like, it's like three minutes long or something like mm. that. But the way they talk is really infectious they both talk to each other like this all the time they have this like really weird like tweaker surfer slang thing going on and, and it, it, it 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 peps me up so i might be a little more pep tonight than usual i might be i might be a little more wired up um have you been keeping up with the, the normie the surface level hardcore chat this week uh, i saw i saw the turnstiles at the grammys that was about it i think yeah we can do that one first i had the turnstile yeah at the grammys uh they showed up dressed like the burger king kids club Yes. Well, I mean, they kind of look like they went on the National Lampoon European vacation shopping spree. Yeah. Like they all, like they got money. Let's go buy chainmail shirts and like whatever that shirt was with 900 pockets on it. And the shoes, the shoes, they're all wearing these weird like Mary Jane shoes with it. They look like, um, like Jet Set Radio Future yes. or something like that. Like yes. their feet are seven sizes too big or something like that. And then for some reason, Franz, uh, is, who is otherwise, he kind of looks borderline normal. He just looks like he's wearing like kind of normal clothes, brought a giant fancy duffel bag with him. <laughs> just brought a Louis Vuitton duffel bag to the Grammys with him and is wearing lots and lots of jewelry. Like I know jewelry is being debated right now, whether that's, you know, <laughs> hardcore or not to wear jewelry. I want to give him points for choosing the bad brains quickness shirt. I don't think anybody but me really would choose the quickness shirt, but he did. I, I'm, I'm with that. But, um, Mike, you're more you're more uh, street than me. What's with the bag? Why is he carrying a bag around? <laughs> I think that's you know that's where all his, his money is. That's he has so much money he has to carry it around in the bag. So he just gotta let you know. Yeah, he's gotta let you know he has a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, it, he's so rich that he carries around in a rich person's bag also. So and he bought the dumbest one though. It's got it's all covered in Crayola crayon yeah. chunks or something like that. It's like I don't think it's very Kardashian to walk around with a, <laughs> a Crayola Louis Vuitton bag. Uh, my favorite thing that happened this weekend. It's not. It's pretty low key. But uh, Bane, the band Bane, mm -hmm. apparently hired someone who was about seventy three years old to run their social media this week. So this person started slowly spelling out Bane one post at a time and pinned post on Instagram, yep. but, pe but people caught it in real time. They saw him, whoever this was, they saw him trying and failing to post the word <laughs> Bane as one letter at a time, messing up the order of letters. I think, and it wasn't that funny, but then even once they kind of got it right, it just said B-A-N for like a whole day <laughs> and the memes started to flow. Like they yeah. just happened like immediately and hot and fast. And like just the thought of just some insane person sitting there in their gateway, 14 four modem slowly <laughs> organizing this puzzle of four letters in front of god and everybody uh and then getting pounced on like don't ever be old online it's so yeah. hard to be old on. they find they did it they did it. we did it guys it says b-a-n-e on their, on their instagram now uh so they got it done but it was hard it was hard to, to, to see it happen and to see how hard people were making banana memes from them it's just i mean what, what are they trying to spell what are they trying to do what are they doing and uh the only other thing i had is that you know, we got we had multiple people multiple people in our DMs last week insisting that Fyron or Fyron yeah. is the Iceburn album to go for. And I checked into this, Mike. I che I checked into this. Mm. I think they might be right. It's very difficult to figure this out because listening to Iceburn is like trying to shoot people in the matrix. Yeah. It just flows around your it flows away from your ears. It's impossible to examine. But I think this record might slap a little bit. Fyron <laughs> might be the one. The vocals are real shy, like nineties alt rock shit. Like he doesn't want people to notice him singing. And the bass sounds really weird the bass sounds like someone fucking a cup of yogurt it's like <laughs> it's got this real weird sound that i've never heard before in a bass uh, uh and none of that explains the subsequent nine 
releases after that and the fact <laughs> they're still making albums like this or the fact that people openly wear Hephaestus long sleeves and that <laughs> album sounds like an hour of people tuning their guitars. But that fire on shit, it might be kind of sick. And I might wear a fire on hoodie with a pin on it that says, you know, but, but not meditative evolutions, not that one, but this one, fire on's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't want to ruin the gimmick online, but I had fire on back in the day. And uh, that's what gave me hope that the rest of Iceburn would be good. And it yeah. never was. It was, uh, it was just that record that was good. And then, yeah. And then, I mean, and even, I don't even know if that one, I guess it's good. It's probably, I probably really strained to like it back then. Yeah. It probably wasn't my shit. I'm sure it's decent now, but. Um, but yeah, everything else after that kind of sucked. Yeah. I don't think it's a cool hardcore album, but I think if you liked like a uh, weird eighties alt metal, if you liked Treponum Pal or like a <laughs> mind, mind funk, what's the other one we always talk about? Last crack. Yeah. Last if crack. You like, yeah. If you like, if you like last crack, if you like any of that kind of stuff, <laughs> it's pretty interesting kind of proggy metallic alt rock. And, uh, if it was, if the vocals were a little bit beefier, but there's a lot on there I liked. There's a song called Winter. I think that was pretty cool. There's, there's some hmm. good stuff on there. You, uh, you forgot in your, your mainstream hardcore stuff that Doja Cat said she wants to make. Oh, that's true. Uh, a hardcore <laughs> record. And I, I would assume everybody had their jokes online and yeah. I don't, I don't lower myself to that stuff, but I assume what she means is she heard Turnstile and yes. she was like, yes, I want to make a record that sounds like 311. <laughs> so so I, I look forward to Doja Cat's 311 uh, hardcore album soon. If you read the interview, it doesn't sound quite as bad. If you read the interview, she's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of like punk now. I kind of like want to listen to punk and, you know, not, not like pop punk. I want to do something kind of like raw kind of like she says it like that. But the headline is. Doja Cat wants to explore raw hardcore, punk. Yeah. <laughs> raw hardcore That sounds bad. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a lot of substance uh, for my part, so it's going to be all nonsense. But first, let right. me get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I have a little thing to promote called StateOfMindRecordings.com. A little friend of ours, he has a distro on the internet at StateOfMindRecordings.com where you can buy uh, <laughs> records for basement prices. Just, just the cheapest records on yeah. the whole entire internet. Four dollars shipping. So cheap. So, so cheap. cheap. You, you're gonna all brand new stock. He has stuff from 38 years ago that people stopped selling 27 years ago, and he's still selling it. <laughs> and uh, every every week, I like to, to highlight a record he's selling. And uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, I've run out of the five bands I like that he sells. <laughs> I've I've run out. So yeah. now I'm just exploring the weirder corners of the distro. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the the one I picked today is I have no real real experience with this band. I'm hoping Scott at least has mild experience from I'm ready. I'm ready from for this, being, whatever this uh, is. From being a metal maniacs and a decibel subscriber for the past yeah. forty seven years. Uh, are you familiar with the band Primordial? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. They're like Viking metal, right? Yeah, they're like a yeah. theatrical metal. They've been around for about thirty years and uh, they're from Ireland and they're just one of those bands that you know, they I, I don't know if there is an equivalent to Metal Maniacs. I guess it's Decibel by default, but it, it's yeah. nothing like Metal Maniacs. But there is just a, bands that lived in Metal Maniacs to me that were just nothing I would... They are so far out of the corners of metal and aggressive music that I would never stumble upon them. And Primordial, Primordial is one of those bands. I put it on for a second. I was like, yep, this is exactly the shit I would never listen to. <laughs> um, but... They have a release. I think it's like a, a newer release, but it's from a, a from a, their 20, that 2018 album uh, called Exile Amongst the Ruins. Mm-hmm. They decided to release this fucking record on five 10-inch records. It's a five... Whoa. whoa. It's, a, it's a quintuple 10-inch record box set. Uh, so it's five gold... It's 50 10 inches. Inch, yes. It's 50 inches a record. You get five gold records. Five gold 10-inch records. Uh, each record has one song per side. And uh, the and the thing is, the uh, the CD version is only eight tracks. So you're like, what are the other two two tracks on the on uh, record five? They're bonus tracks. I don't even know if you wow. get these tracks anywhere wow. else. They're not on Spotify. So you got it. You got to buy this weird box set that is uh, going to be the biggest <laughs> conversation piece that you own because it's so fucking dumb. And wow. it comes with other stuff too. It comes with uh, it comes with two CDs, which are it comes with the actual CD if you don't want to ruin the vinyl, and then it comes with a bonus CD. Which is a bunch of garbage, like rehearsal demos and shit that no one ever listens to. Um, and it also comes with something called a Hessian draw drawstring bag. Fucking I only a. know the <laughs> I only know the term Hessian from making fun of people who are in the metal. So is Hessian a, a word that's used to describe things? Yeah, I, like I'm not going to be the history guy, but it's like an old like German <laughs> yeah, army. It's, like it's yeah. definitely a bag to keep your amulets in and stuff like that. So. All right. 
Yeah, it's like an amulet jewel bag or something. <laughs> That's and, uh, fucking awesome. I might be the only person in America to own this. Probably not. I don't know. I don't know how, how vinyl moves in this world. Uh, in this fucking theatrical metal world. I don't know if it's like death metal where they just buy CDs or what. But it's a very... It's very high high chances would be the weirdest record in your record collection and why else are you buying records drop the sixty dollars maybe <laughs> state of mind will have a, have another sale soon or something but uh, keep an eye on this because this is uh, one of the weirdest sets i've ever seen i wish i had even a, a, a splinter of interest in this kind of music because i would definitely buy it but uh definitely a, a weird set state of mind recordings.com <laughs> yeah i wasn't seeing the celtic part of this like the i, I yeah. so this, is, this is some after me lucky charm shit when you yeah. probably play it <laughs> <laughs> so check, at least go check it out because it's a cool package just fucking check it out get your amulet back <laughs> okay um if just real quick you could reach us at first seven inch club at gmail.com uh first seven inch club on instagram that's all letters there's a link tree there for all our other pertinent links like our youtube where we rip the seven inches and all the other stuff or uh our facebook or discord no discord link is a secret you gotta you gotta come to me the yeah, discord link, us, but, yeah. but uh facebook and other stuff um yeah and then we're getting close to it again again they're getting up and up in followers almost a thousand followers on mm-hmm. uh instagram or doing good so uh so go go give it a follow and also like i said last week you know next few episodes we are i'm giving you the chance to vote on uh what record we do next and uh you need to have you need to either follow us on instagram or be in the facebook group in order to vote so so go do one of those if you haven't yet problem with this is i started it too hot or i've already mm-hmm. blown my load on my best record so <laughs> So I don't know, like the next round is probably going to be real lame. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry in advance that I've already blew my load on all the best records, but uh, we'll, we'll see what the next round is. But uh, Downcast will be back next week and Swizz, Swizz is still hanging oh, yeah. on. Swizz hasn't been voted out yet. So Swizz and Downcast will be in, in the voting pool and uh, two more, two more new ones will be in there. Probably not that hot of records, but we'll see. So when we get to a thousand followers, <laughs> should we just jump past all the like intermediate goals and go for a hundred thousand yes our next goal we're gonna go we're gonna have a hundred thousand follower contest we'll have we'll hit a thousand (laughs) and one followers and we'll do one hundred thousand follower giveaway in the year uh, 2035 we'll be doing doing do a hundred thousand follower giveaway uh like and subscribe and and repost and uh to be entered in the giveaway that's not gonna happen for 27 more years (laughs) that's what we'll do uh outside of that all i have is a couple things that are kind of kind of needs for me and they're so obscure and weird that i just didn't have any other content to talk about so i was like well fuck it i'll just i'll just cater to my own needs but (laughs) but here i go Uh, i play a little game called marvel snap i'm obsessed with this game there's a you know good group in the discord that play this game they've recently made this game able to play your peers like you you put in a code and you could play a friend and not just random strangers and uh it's a collectible card game it's uh, it's on the internet it's a collectible card game and uh mm-hmm. th- there's bots and discords where you can like make tournaments it's not like you have to do it on paper or anything you just hit a it'll type in a command and a, a bot will set up a whole entire tournament for you very uh very complex and everything and i've started running those in discord but there's only so many people that play marvel snap so if you play marvel snap please hit me up please hit me up mm-hmm. you are interested in tournaments and I know this is, we have probably a very aging old fan base and they probably have like real life problems and I'm the only child still <laughs> playing this, this children's game, but mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. If you are, if you're a closet old playing Marvel Snap, hit me up for the Discord link and uh, you can, you can get in these tournaments. There's no prizes yet. You know, if it, if it ever gets hot, I'll, I'll put some prizes up, but uh, it's <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. it's not hot yet. It's, it's kind of a yeah. chore to do, but I, I love playing Marvel Snap. I love playing against people I know. So, so hit me up. Is this um, just points? Like you're just playing for points and fun, or is there money? Can you get something out of it, real world? Nothing yet. I mean, no. the actual Marvel Snap people are actually, I think, setting up tournaments for prizes and money and stuff like that. So hopefully, I could live my dream of becoming a professional Marvel Snap player yeah. and uh, leave the uh, the regular world <laughs> behind. But <laughs> we'll see, we'll see about that. Uh, yeah. But speaking of money, my other my other request is even more obscure. <laughs> It's even way more obscure that I'm going to get even less takers on, but it does involve winning money, so maybe. But uh, if you are a gambler, if you uh, have FanDuel, if you play FanDuel Fantasy, and uh, you are into winning some money, um, their NASCAR season starts, and uh, this dude John Johnny in the uh, in the Discord had an idea to set up the uh, FanDuel Fantasy pools for the NASCAR races. So it's like 
I don't want to explain. If you know what FanDuel Fantasy is, that's fine. If you don't, then I don't really want to explain it to you, but it's just like you pick you know, a bunch of people for the race, and if those people do good, you win. And uh, so we started private pools in the Discord again, and uh, you know, you you it's it's not a lot of money. You put in a buck, and uh, you know, you could win. I don't know, five to twenty dollars or something. It's not like it's not going to ever be a huge pool, but if you are that very very specific person that uh, likes NASCAR, which is going to be a stretch, and also likes gambling, then please please hit me up, and uh, I will get you know that you don't have to join a Discord for that. So if you are mm-hmm. an old and are afraid of Discord. You can just be like, "Hey, man, I'm interested in that," and I will I will put you down and let you and send you the links for when the the fantasy uh, pools go up. But but yeah, if you if you have these very <laughs> specific interests that I have too, please hit me up and we can work something out. Uh, I don't know anything about these games, yeah, so I'm yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, but I also wouldn't take the bet that uh, our aging populace wouldn't be playing this game because it seems like all the olds that I associate with are fully still just sitting on every night and like, you know, call of dutying or something like that. Or see, I think that's, I think that's a problem though, is because like all of the old still play all the same games and it's just like, it's hard to get an old to play a new game. So they're still playing magic cards and, and you know, I, I abandoned that in high school and that was fucking (laughs) 400 years ago. So, and those people are still playing it. So it's, it's hard to be like, Hey man, there's a new game that you have to learn everything about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel Snap's really easy though. I implore everybody to try it if you have any interest in collectible card games. As I said, I used to play uh, I used to play the D and D version called Spellfire back in mm-hmm. high school, and it was really cool because I like D and D art and I like some of the characters in D and D. But I otherwise hate all that kind of shit. I hate dragons. I hate primordial and stuff like that. I hate it yeah. all. And uh, and so I like any other card game is just based on that, and I can't get into that shit. It's just it's just like a block in my brain. So I'm so happy that somebody made a game that's uh, mm-hmm. not completely childish and uses characters I am familiar with and I like. So that's why I'm into Marvel Snap. Does it make all the cool bejeweled noises and, and sparkles and, and uh, effects? Yeah, um, I mean not every card, but yeah, like cards. Some cards make sound effects. Uh, you could you could upgrade your cards so you could get like foil wrapped cards, and they're all sparkly and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it has all that stuff to keep you playing. And right. it's not pay to play. You can pay if you want, but you don't need to. And uh, yeah, so it's it's not like there's no ads. I I champion any game on your computer or your phone or whatever that doesn't have ads these days because it's like yeah. it's such yeah. a simple thing. Just please don't give me fucking commercials and I'll buy your game. That's all I want. <laughs> I'll buy any game with no commercials and it's yeah. it's just like just fucking do that. Yep. <sighs> okay, so we can get into <laughs> today's record. Uh this is what won the old poll last week. It is Haymaker. Uh love the music, hate the kids. 7-inch from the year 2000 on Deranged Records. Mm-hmm. Um Haymaker was a band from I guess they're technically still a band from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Oh, they did. They did put out something in 2019. So, uh, so they're still technically a band. I don't, I, you know, they play here and there, but I don't know how often they're, they're playing, but they are technically still a band, but this is their, their actual first seven inch. It's, uh, they had a demo before this, but this is the, the one, the, the actual first seven inch. So <laughs> it's kind of thematic. Uh, they've put out several things since then. They've put out a few, a few LPs in many, many seven inches and, uh, some splits some other shit. I have like I have I have most of the early stuff so um and I think I have mo- most of the early stuff up until uh the first LP and then I kind of dropped off but Haymaker if you are unfamiliar familiar and be kind of weird if you were and you listen to the show but they are in that chokehold left for dead family of bands uh with Jeff Beckman that uh he he was the guitarist for chokehold and left mm-hmm. for dead and he this is his band where he, he started to sing for but it's, it's still in the same strain of bands angry fast pissed off uh canadian hardcore and uh yeah that's it we're gonna we're gonna get into them i don't i i i don't really have like a background like a you know a lust like i guess i don't have like a fun background to talk about i bought this <laughs> record when it came out and i've liked this band and that's the end like like i i bought it because i liked all those other bands uh i never saw them I, like i said i bought all their early stuff i bought the lp and then i kind of fell off but no real like extracurricular shit beyond that. Yeah. I kind of moved on. I think like after Haymaker, I want to say Cursed was after Haymaker or Swarm was around the same time. And yeah. I liked Haymaker and I really liked that LP. And uh, I just kind of like moved on after that. So I don't really have any like cool background. But this is like something that I've owned my whole like you know, since it was new. So I've owned this for 20 plus years. So it isn't something I just picked up for the show or anything. Um, to get into the actual band, 
the uh, like as I said, the vocalist is Jeff Beckman. He's famously the guitarist for Chokehold and Left for Dead. Uh, he was also in the band R War, which was kind of uh, another band that came around around the same time as Haymaker. I think they might have been like a year or two after that was uh, they were angrier and more straight edge, and yeah. uh, but like a little less less of the core, just more of the punk. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, I th- believe, is a tattoo guy. Now he's also an artist. We talked about him briefly in the pulling teeth episode because he did the pulling teeth uh, album art and stuff like that i think there's maybe another record we talked about he did the album art for but he's he's an art guy uh people use his his his, uh his art every once in a while the other thing about jeff is he is a total piece of shit now and that's uh that's that's, uh it's really heartbreaking to me because i choke hold and left for dinner you know my two all-time favorite bands um this guy he's he's just one of those guys that's like an edgelord now and anti-vax and stuff like that and um like I said, it breaks my heart because it's it's like if you want to believe it, like I don't believe it. I I don't believe in that shit. I have no compassion. I have no empathy. I don't believe in re- rehabilitation for stuff like that. Like if you just if you want to believe in that stuff, I just want you to leave this earth as soon as possible. Like there, there's there's no saving you in my eyes. If you want to just be like, oh, you know, this fucking vaccine, the fucking pandemic. It's just like you're you're too far gone. Like I just yep. want you dead. So so with that said though, like I don't understand these people that are like this that uh like you know this is a guy who's been in bands that are you know i've always been like you know you know fuck the system so i i guess like i guess i could understand getting older and like that seeping into your brain and being like whoa i'm gonna fuck the whole system even (laughs) the system that's trying to help me out like i guess i could understand that to an extent but what i don't understand is like I don't think he posts often on the internet, but like if you go to his Instagram, like the last 20 posts he made before he stopped posting is memes. Like it's just like, you know, memes of other shit that supports like the misinformation. And like, that's what I don't understand about these people. Like, how do you have to make this your whole personality? Why can't you just be like, I don't believe in it. And just like, like, yeah, move on. Yeah, yeah. like I don't understand. Like I joke around about not believing in the moon landing and behind the curtain moon landing probably happened. But <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, if you told me it didn't happen, I wouldn't bat an eye. But yeah. uh, I don't make it my whole personality. I don't need to be like, listen, man, <laughs> the moon landing did not happen. I'm going to post 17 things a day about it. I fucking, I believe that dragons were probably real and I don't have to post about this on the internet. Like, I just, <laughs> it's a belief I have in my soul yeah. and uh, you can't take that away from me. Like, why why can't these people be like that? And that's what just makes me think this guy's a piece of shit. Like, if he was just like, uh, yeah, I'm so anti-government and anti-everything that I just can't, like, I, I can't bow down to the government and take this shot to save humanity like i just can't do it because i'm so against it that's fine but why do you have to why do you have to post grandpa memes about it just because you're yep. fucking old and you're out of touch like i just don't understand edgelord shit so he's a piece of shit that sucks and it sucks because i want to believe the rest of these guys aren't pieces of shit but they're his friends so like yep. you know yeah, yeah. what am i supposed to believe i have to believe they're probably shitty too uh so no offense to the rest of the band if you aren't shitty but you know i just have to take it <laughs> at face value uh, yeah. so with, with that said chris mcmaster was a guitarist for this i think jeff later played guitar parts for haymaker too but as far as this record goes christmas mcmaster was the the, uh initial guitarist for this uh he was also in a band called burst of silence he was also in left for dead and our war and cursed and the swarm uh so he was in he was probably in the holy trinity of every band that wasn't chokehold so uh he's pretty cool he he had carpal tunnel syndrome at some point it it Mm -hmm. impeded the curse it impeded cursed from uh continuing on so that's why cursed took a hiatus for a while and uh, this guy, I try to look deeper, but it's like anything Chris McMaster on the internet just it connects you back to the cursed. So yeah. it's kind of hard to find anything else about, except about cursed and carpal tunnel syndrome. So there's that. Um, Curtis Gordon played drums. He was also in Left for Dead. And unfortunately, he, uh, again, uh, speaking of guys, musicians with the same names of other musicians, uh, there's a much more famous rockabilly guy named Cur- Curtis Gordon. <laughs> yep. yep. And there's also a murderer named Curtis Gordon. Yep. So he is the double whammy of uh, being impossible to find because there's two way more famous Curtis Gordons. The murderer is also from Hamilton, uh, Ontario, too. <laughs> I don't think it's him, though. So no. he, he's clear. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott Bigley, it was, Scott Bigley is the bassist. He's currently in a band called Red War. And uh, the, by that name and the cover art, I was like, man, this is going to suck. And uh, it doesn't suck. It's weird. It's, it's again, it's, you can tell it's in the same family tree as Left 4 Dead and all those other bands. But it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I think they think, I think they think they're influenced by Slayer or something. Yeah. But it just kind of sounds like if trust kill guys did a left for dead band and i don't mm-hmm. mean that in a bad way either because it's pretty cool it's just like it's just this, this weird approach to 
to this type of angry, pissed off hardcore. I, I suggest anybody who hasn't heard it to listen to it, just give it a shot because it's it's kind of uh, unique in a way. Uh, speaking of which, though, when I first looked up Red War, there's a joke death metal band named Red War also that pretends they're from North Korea. And uh, that was <laughs> cool. that's pretty interesting, too. So I was like, oh, man, Scott Bigley's on some shit. But uh, no, he's in, he's in the boring Red War. That's just... Uh, that just plays hardcore. Um, he he has an interview up that I, I watched for a couple of minutes, but it wasn't. It was just like, oh, how do you get into hardcore? And I, I don't care about that stuff, so I turned it yeah. off. So he's somewhat on the internet. Uh, Chris Ansley was the other guitarist. He I think he's on this and uh, the other Severed Inch and the LP, and I think he dipped out. But uh, he was in a band. He's in a band called Pick Your Side, which was another ex member Left for Dead band. He was also mm-hmm. in uh, Burst of Silence. He's a barber now. He's doing barber shit. He has his own shop in uh, Hamilton. So. Uh, Hopefully he's safe from, from the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's. Oh, and the other thing is, um, I looked up. I like I said, I knew they play they play shows and they like release new music. So I wanted to, like look up newer shows of Haymaker. And there's a show from 2016. I can't remember where it was, but uh, it's it's them playing. It's a Hate Five Six video, so it's it's pretty pro. Um, and like there's like a sparse crowd, and there's like people like kind of like. I would say instinctively dancing. Like it doesn't seem like they really want to. It just <laughs> kind of feel like they have to. And yeah. I'm like, man, this is a fucking <laughs> bummer scene that's going on. So I looked up, I wanted to see, cause this is 2016. This is, um, after most hardcore kids knew Jeff Beckman was kind of a shitty dude. So yeah. like I, I looked, I looked at the comments to see if they're like, fuck this guy or anything like that. And they weren't, but it's, it was odd because like uh, one of the first comments is like, I can't remember what other bands they played with, but it was like, Oh, so-and-so and so-and-so played this show. And, uh, a lot of the kids there d- had no idea who Haymaker were. So they were unfortunately like the go get food band. And, mm-hmm. uh, so that, that made some sense. But then there was other, <laughs> other comments that were like, Oh, these fucking hipsters and their synchronized <laughs> dancing. They don't fucking know real hardcore at all. They don't even fucking care about Haymaker. They should be fucking moshing their asses off and going crazy for this and then you but the problem is you watch the video and it's just like a bunch of fat old dudes with like no fucking energy just playing (laughs) these songs and it's like what do you want young people to do like i would fucking hate that if i was 22 years old so 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 i don't know i know like the people are aggressive like oh these fucking kids like fuck off man like not everybody sees a bunch of fucking people pushing 50 and are just like oh I gotta, gotta go I gotta off. fucking mosh to this, man. This is fucking great. <laughs> like a lot of young people are really turned off by that. So yeah. So uh yeah, and it, it would just seem like a like I said, a low energy set. And if you know like Haymaker's kind of like legend, it's you know, they had these crazy wacky shows where people throwing firecrackers at each other. And you can see that shit on the internet. And mm-hmm. you can go back and look at their old shows and they're crazy. And it was, you know, part of the time. You can't just you fast forward and become old and out of shape and capture that magic it just doesn't work like that so yeah. don't comment blame it on the kids blame it on yourself asshole but <laughs> but yeah that's a maker <laughs> this this record's weird because i both think that 2000 is too late and too early <laughs> i can't put haymaker in time but 2000 seems like the wrong year to me i can't believe that it was either that late or that early something about it seems wrong and uh, <clears throat> it, it became clear later on what i was confused about but <laughs> Uh, so I looked them all up. I mean, I'm not all that familiar with any any of these guys other than Jeff uh, Scott. I watched that interview, and uh, apparently the band Red War is named after his brother, who goes by the name Red. So there's a guy <laughs> named Red in the band, so they named the band Red War. All right, and uh, <laughs> and then the rest of it is actually he actually gives uh, like a rundown on how Haymaker was formed and stuff, but his answers are so like normal and dull, like nothing nothing crazy went on to form haymaker they're just some guys who like to skate together and stuff like that and he's telling a story of how he got into music and stuff like that and he's like yeah i grew up listening to a lot of new wave 80s music and then my friends all listen to metallica and testament and dri i'm like D- that's me that's the same as me how come you don't have other shit going on and then he has a surprise for us scott got into hardcore via the exploited he doesn't appear to be 74 years old but somehow the exploited was his way into hardcore um you know, and then then he got into integrity and stuff like that. Like all Canadian citizens, uh, you're, yeah. you're, you're you're bound to do that. But uh, he has a he has a YouTube channel that supports this narrative. It's literally just a playlist of '80s MTV pop, and then a bunch of Holy Terror hardcore bands and stuff <laughs> like that, and a huge playlist of satisfying slime videos. Which you know, that's that's nice. It's nice to <laughs> chill out and watch slime. Uh, Jeff Beckham. I, I figure people were probably getting hip to him being maybe on the wrong side. You know, what was it? It was like eight years ago or something right that he got in trouble for sort of doing some all lives matter stuff i don't think yeah, he meant yeah. it 
Yeah. I don't. I don't think he meant w- w- the way it went. Yeah, I think he I, was really I, just saying we should all band together against cops. Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that camp too, and that's why I was like, kind of always holding it back, where people were like, yeah. "Oh, he's canceled." I mean, yeah. canceled wasn't even a term back then, but when that came out, I was like, "I don't know." I kind of understand what where he's coming from. He's Canadian. He's not American. It's not like yeah, and it's like a, I think it's a little different, especially back then before the whole lives matter thing became a thing either. This was yeah, yeah. well before that. So I was like, I don't know. I, I kind of understand what he's saying, but you know, then a bunch of other shit came out. So I was like, okay, yeah. maybe he is the asshole. Yeah. He didn't do a good job and he dug in. And yeah. after he found out that he was wrong, he dug in maybe a little further. <laughs> he yeah. didn't do a good job of any of it, but I, I just trying to say we should band together against cops. There should be a way that you could say that. And there should yeah. be like maybe even an error prone way you could say that. Like if you're not very good with words, you should still be able to speak. But uh, he he's mm. also one of those guys who seems to only know the same shit I know because he you know he got in this band Pick Your Side and he, he gets Ed, Ed Repka to do the covers. So he only yeah. knows the guy I know. How come he doesn't <laughs> know another guy? And he didn't do it. Like I don't really like that album cover, but it's I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like Saddam Hussein fighting. Um, I think Rush Limbaugh. I'm not even sure. It's a really <laughs> weird cartoon. <laughs> Curtis Gordon. I did find. Uh, he's also a tattoo artist. And he was working at Sink and Ink, uh, which is Jeff's shop. And then he seemed to have moved on and to several other studios. Maybe he's tumbling through a few studios, looks like. And now he seems to be doing a completely freelance operation that's cash only out of just like a, a building. And <laughs> I, that, doesn't, that sounds rough to me. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't think that that's how tattooing goes. Um, and he seems to really be into hot rods, motorcycles, and the very dubious, possibly racist band Highway Murderers. So... But with all these guys, and even with the barber, I'm sorry, barbers. I know we have barber listeners and friends, but there's something about the stuff, like all that stuff that's in that's about the 50s, <laughs> flick knives and whatever, brass knuckles and greaser, like 50s biker greaser, which it just seems so sketchy to me. Like all of it is the tattoos, the motorcycles, the cars, the flames. All of it seems entirely too much imagery that looks like iron crosses and SS skulls <laughs> and weird Catholicism. So just flush all that happy day shit out. Let's like get rid of all that 50s shit. Numerically, you're way off. The 80s were about the 50s, so the 2020s should be about the 90s. So get some skids, some BKs, uh, <laughs> uh, update your look. Let's get past all this shit. And then uh, Christian McMaster, yeah, I couldn't find anything about him either, other than that there's a there's a write-up about our war, where and it's from, I don't think it's from very long, too long ago, and it says, um, Christian McMaster went AWOL after the last curse tour. So he, he vanished. He's done. Oh. He's just not around anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So let's say maker in a nutshell they're yeah. on deranged records which we we've talked about deranged records in the uh, countdown to oblivion episode and uh just to, to reiterate deranged records is a canadian punk label uh from roberts creek bc founded in 1999 by gord dufresne and uh it says dormant since 2019 which mm-hmm. makes me feel like gord updated that himself because <laughs> uh you know there's things that have have uh live on discogs that were written in 2006 and they're written they're written as if it took place yesterday so yeah yeah. i assume maybe he wrote that it was dormant since 2019 or at least a friend or something like that but yeah they they started in 1999 and apparently uh are on a hiatus in 2019 um this is one of their very early releases that that countdown to oblivion we talked about was their third official release and Mm -hmm. this is their ninth official release so uh, they put out, you know, they put out a lot of uh, influential Canadian hardcore and just influential hardcore uh, at the time, early 2000s hardcore stuff like Tear It Up, uh, the uh, early fucked up stuff, um, Exclaim, uh, R-War, the, the mentioned R-War, DS-13, some Leatherface stuff. That's a discography, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Career Suicide, just a lot of that kind of old, that angry, fast, aggressive hardcore from the uh, early 2000s. And, uh, yeah, the last thing they put out was a band called Damagers. And, uh, I honestly, let's see, let's see what they were doing in the, in the middle times. Cause I don't really know what they were doing in like 2010. They're still putting out, you know, angry, hardcore burning love. That's like a left for dead adjacent band, mm-hmm. uh, red dons, molested youth, white lung. Yeah. So pretty much the same shit for the, the past 20 years. It's uh if you are into this shit, you can probably find at least 50 records on their record label that you will like. And, uh, you know, just hard, hard, hard punk hardcore. Uh, I found this write up about him on, uh, like exclaim, exclaim Canada or whatever mm. the, the old webzine it's, it's in, it's in the Wayback machine. So it might not really exist anywhere <laughs> else anymore. It's from 2007. And what's funny is that, you know, we talk about how some of his stuff is just discographies and re-releases and stuff, but he counts that 
Cause there's a, there's a blurb where he says, you know, I've been into this music for 16 years and it only makes sense to do a label like this. I'm open-minded when it comes to music, though. Some would say that I already stretched the label as far as this genre goes. Who knew having Leatherface siege fucked up career suicide and the transmitters all under one roof would work. So, I mean, he counts Leatherface. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not just something he, he thinks that he, uh, you know, fast track to the, to the streets <laughs> or something like that. Um, but the rest of the write up is kind of crazy it, it's all written like i'm doing this all by myself i'm all alone it's hard to balance a job and a family in this label and i don't know how much longer i can survive and this is 2007 and the answer was 12 years you survived for 12 more years of this white knuckle stress and, and then you and then you pieced out just before a globe shattering plague so i mean you know yeah. good good time to dip because it was about to get tough for you <laughs> i mean i i still believe he'll be back but we'll see <laughs> okay i guess we can get this record out into a tray nice uh so this record came out in 2000 and it's very much uh, a layout of when photoshop became accessible to more people yeah this is uh and that's no diss because if i look at this layout i'll tell you right now i've been a photoshop hobbyist for the past 20 years i don't yeah. never really learned i just look shit up if i need to learn how to do it um and i don't retain any of that knowledge every time i use photoshop i open it up and i have to learn the simplest commands over and over again <laughs> uh, with that said i think this layout is probably would be my peak photoshop like i could probably do this layout in photoshop and i probably couldn't do much else like this is this is my highest highest level of achievement uh so even though this looks dated it's still like the best i can do in 2023 so uh but yeah with yeah. that said it's very much like the cover is a, a haymaker um I think this is, you know, I think it's a original logo. I don't think this is a font. Uh, yeah. The even even the love the music, hate the kids is. It started out as a font, but it's, it's different enough. They they added some shit to it. But there's like you know the blood splatter <laughs> splatter brushes which they used for countdown to oblivion two. They used the uh, the uh, chainsaw for countdown to oblivion two. I think the chainsaw outlines. That's all the same. Um, the back cover is like you know some. I don't know if these are actual like factories and stuff in uh, in Hamilton, Ontario, or if they mm -hmm. just used or Toronto or wherever it's supposed to be, or they just use like stock. But it's that, and they use that same kind of kind of dis dissolved font, you know, semi semi text kind of typewriter font, but really just more like a book font that's uh, yeah. all dissolved and shitty. And that's how the lyrics are on the inside. It's a little little uh, sheet, front and back, glossy, and. Uh, yeah, the lyrics are in about two-point font, so my old eyes have had real trouble reading it. But it's 12 <laughs> tracks. I didn't mention that yet. There's 12 tracks. You got to fit all those lyrics on a seven-inch piece of paper. I will forgive the two-point font. It's, I'm mm -hmm. glad they included the lyrics, and it's just it just sucks that they had <laughs> to be so small. But it's because yeah. the other side, is, which I guess would be the front, is uh, like their little, little mini poster. I guess it's the Haymaker logo, and it's uh, a ripoff of the side-by-side -side guys the uh, yeah. who ripped yeah. off LL Cool J. And it's yep. those guys where they're holding weapons, like the silhouettes are holding weapons. And like one guy's holding two maces, which is pretty badass. <laughs> uh, and other guy's holding a, a bat with nails in it. And the other guy's holding an AR-15, which is a little more lazy. I would have went with another medieval weapon, but what are you going to do? Uh, it's cool, though, because it's, like I said, it's a Haymaker logo, logo. And under it says, first Jesus, dot, dot, dot. And then when you turn it over the lyric sheet, it says, then you. Yeah. And I love that. I've, I've always got a kick out of that when I was a kid. I still get a. I mean, I guess, I guess I was kind of an adult when this came out, so just sort of a kid in a way. Um, the actual record label is just the uh, Haymaker logo, which is kind of an H and an M that's made out to look almost like crosshairs, and uh, the the back of the other label is Deranged Records. It's a, like I said, it's something like I'm sure Scott can look at this and just scoff at it as a professional graphic designer. But, you know, with, to, to me, I'm just like, this looks very much 2000s. But if this was 2004, I'd probably bust the balls a little more. But for 2000, it's a still little ahead of uh, people getting on the torrent sites and being able to easily download Photoshop. Like I, Photoshop was still very foreign to me at 2000. So I would have been impressed by this, but maybe not Scott. But yeah, it's very much of its time. It does its job. Um, these guys, Haymaker has, has lucked out in having like very good art for all the stuff they did their first lp is a very amazing uh pus head art and uh just just by default i think this is probably like their least good like looking <laughs> thing but it's still decent though it's not like horrible or anything i just think they've had much more interesting and visual art um in the future but you know this does its job it's just like i said the the chainsaw outlines and the blood splatters is very early 2000s 
Uh, but you know, it's, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind this at all. Like something about it really sets off my sensors that it's a quick and dirty project from a buddy who is a decent designer. <laughs> it has the look of like, you gave him an afternoon and no budget and no materials, no photos and said, could you do a layout? Mm-hmm. So this like looks like someone who has some skill, but no time and no, and no money and no resources because <laughs> he just made stuff that's like the, all, everything that you see here, you could just make in Photoshop, like yeah. in an afternoon, you know? So just from beginning, beginning to end, just on your own, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, in a room with yeah. no internet connection, you could do this. Yep. Uh, splatters look like stock splatters, chainsaws, the chainsaws look a little hasty to me, like not, not the drawing of them. I mean, that's like, it actually looks like maybe it was hand scribbled. So that's fine. But they they look like stripes because it's because <laughs> they're not really laid out like skewed enough to make them really make you really notice what they are almost just like barbed wire or something and i didn't even notice that they were saws at first i just looked at it and thought it was like just barbed wire noise or mess or something <laughs> like that but that's nitpicky i think that this does what it's supposed to do i think it's supposed to look frantic and crazy and, and splattery and wild and and simple and you know that back cover communicates that uh hamilton is a, is a steel town yeah. And from all of my favorite 70s and 80s movies and TV shows, I know that all steel towns are depressing hellscapes where everybody somehow gets liquor drunk using only beer, which is incredible to me <laughs> if you can get liquor drunk on beer. Um, the only ad- other additional nitpick I have is that the uh, the splattery grunge font on the back cover has been so over grunged that you can't tell where the song titles begin and end. It looks like yeah, maybe yeah, there's yeah. only five, it looks like there's only five songs with really long weird titles on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and haymaker don't you guys care about readability usability haymaker come on um i like the side-by-side parody uh their logo is cool i question the validity of that h i see the m i'm not sure if i see the h come on guys i don't know if i see the h there uh but i do have to delete twenty thousand points because there's no marker that i can see of which is side a and which is side yeah. b yeah. So sorry, guys. You got to work your way back from negative twenty thousand points for the rest I, of the review. That that's I'll I'll let that slide because usually when it comes to records, if one side is the record label logo, that means it's side B. So, mm-hmm. but they do give no speed. I guess you would just got to assume it's on thirty three with with twelve <laughs> tracks, but there's still no speed listed. So we can get into those twelve tracks, and since it's twelve tracks, that uh that hits our hits our little alarm, our little siren, where we can kind of half ass <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. This is uh. <laughs> This is uh this is the over six song rule, so we we're gonna review it side by side, just like uh the side by side parody. So mm-hmm. no uh no individual tracks because it's it's just too fucking much. It's too similar music to. Yeah. We'll be here for two hours reviewing this. So, <laughs> um, like I said, twelve tracks, uh, two sides. That means this is full sound. They're they're hitting it. I think each side's about six minutes long. You can't get much longer than that with with six tr- with twelve tracks. They did it. This is basically LP length in 2023. So uh, you're getting basically getting an LP for three bucks. So great job. Great job, Haymaker. You hit I think it it's time part. we came up with like a full sound horn. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Uh, so yeah, like I said, 12 tracks. Uh, side A uh, contains Guns Don't Kill Guns, You Save the World, Skate Like Shit, With Friends Like You, Team Jesus is Losing, and Wreck Shit. I kind of like I said I, I really like the, the Haymaker LP so I never really went back to these first seven inches I just kind of deleted them as soon as the LP came out and in my mind I remembered the the seven inches kind of just being like there and being not that great yeah. and uh, the 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 LP being where they like really came into their own and got super heavy and that's it's half right I don't like I don't think this I don't think the seven inches is, is kind of like forgettable as I, I I made it out in my mind I think the seven inches is actually really good um but with that said, this is kind of just like this sounds like it's very incredibly similar to Left 4 Dead. And even though that Jeff doesn't play guitar on this, 
it sounds like he had a lot of input about bought the guitar <laughs> like i would go down to the fact that to say that they were using his equipment because this is the same guitar tone this is the same like it has to be the same equipment it sounds yeah. exactly like the left for dead guitar it sounds like leftover left for dead riffs uh the only big difference is that this is probably a little more punk and a little less hard than uh, actual left for dead is yeah but uh yeah you know the like i said they come into their own with their lp i would say that lp has like the full haymaker experience where they don't just sound like a left for dead leftover band yeah um this record has a lot of i'll say unknown movie samples and i think that might be by design because it's it's i think you know people put movie samples on their records to be like look at how clever i am and uh or you know it's just it's something that sounds like super cool or something like that like it sounds violent or something but like the first sample of, of this record is somebody just going fuck you and it's like that's it there's no context it's just like <laughs> you could you could have said that yourself you didn't need a movie to do that uh the only sample i could even make out on this whole entire record was from evil dead 2 yeah. and it made me think that this is all like all these samples are from the evil dead series but i couldn't really i couldn't really find that for sure so i don't think that's true but um at least one of these samples is from evil dead 2 um mm-hmm. But yeah, very similar to Left 4 Dead, I said that. Uh, the third track on this is a skateboarding song, and uh, it really brought me back because there was like a little skateboard resurgence in uh, the early 2000s that it annoyed me then, and it really annoys me now because like <laughs> looking like looking back now, it's just so silly. It's like, these guys are adults. What are you, what are you saying about skateboarding? It's... yeah. It, you know, there's people we knew would skateboard. Like, it's one thing if you just skateboarded your whole life. That's fine. It's uh, People do it. I got out of it when I was, like, 10 or 11. I was just like, this is not for me. Um, I'm also very old, and it was before, like, street skating was a thing. And, you know, when I was 10 and fat, like, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to be hitting that half pipe. I don't yeah. think that's ever going to happen for me. So, <laughs> like, street skating wasn't a thing. So, I didn't really stick around with skateboarding. But it was, it was weird. There was, like, a, the skateboarding resurgence in hardcore. It just reminded me how, how like... Like the back in the day, hip hop and rap would always like talk about the the five elements of hip hop, and it was like you know it was uh, rap, it was MCing, DJing, graffiti, breakdancing, and uh, fuck uh, sucking dicks or something like whatever the fifth one was. <laughs> I can't remember. But you know, yeah. after a while, like people didn't really talk about breakdancing anymore because that was in the eighties. It was right. like the, the the late seventies, early eighties, and uh, people stopped doing it in like nineteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. And didn't really, like you know there's people do it but it's kind of just like people still do like kabuki theater and stuff like that so it wasn't <laughs> like you know you weren't in like 2003 yeah. and there wasn't rappers like talking about breakdancing they didn't have whole fucking songs dedicated breakdancing whole seven inches dedicated breakdancing that didn't exist anymore just stopped mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so weird that that just came back into punk and hardcore like yeah fucking skateboarding man like yeah. how how did that become a tenant of hardcore that they people they sing about it in the 80s because there's nothing to do back then it's like one of the only adventures you could go on with skateboarding. So it's fucking stupid to talk about in 2000. Especially this band, because they're angry. Like, all these songs are angry and violent. I don't think about skateboarding. Like, even in the song, they try and make it violent by saying punch a security guard or whatever. But, dude, yeah. you're an adult. You can't punch a security guard. You go to jail. Like, you can't fucking do that. You're not a kid. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's it's. I'm glad that's over. I'm sure it'll have a resurgence again. And with that said, Underdog is one of my favorite older bands. I love this their front side grind song, but... You know, it was different, different time, different place. I don't, I don't need to hear other bands doing it. So, yeah. um, it's still a good song, though. I just wish they, I don't like the the subject matter. Um, I've always been a like I said, I was a big fan of the first Jesus, then you on the the seven inch. I was also, of course, a big fan of Team Jesus is losing that yeah. song title. I was really into anything about just sticking it to the Jesus. Yeah, I love that stuff back then, and I still love it, just mm-hmm. a little less pronounced these days. Yeah. Um, but uh, I th- that is the thing that I think should always stay in hardcore. I, I don't think I don't. Th- it's not as it's not as prominent anymore. It's not like there's not bands that are just like yeah, like hardcore bands. There's definitely obviously metal bands that are kind of like Satan's cool, but there needs to be more hardcore bands that are like fucking Jesus is dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. Su- it's, it sucks that that's kind of dipped out, but I hope it comes back. Um, it's 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 funny because the team Jesus is losing is obviously about religion, how stupid it is. And he says he needs proof to believe in Jesus. Uh, ignores that proof when it comes to COVID, though. So it's, it's like the <laughs> times have changed. Yeah. You, it looks like yeah, you don't need that proof anymore. So maybe he believes in Jesus, too. I don't know. Scientific method is slipping away. From yeah. This um, and Team Jesus has the first real uh, Left 4 Dead-esque hard part, but it's it's quick. They just give you a little taste on side A. Overall, side A is pretty good. 
Um, it cuts out my favorite parts of Left 4 Dead, which are all the breakdowns, but it's still angry, fast, and pissed off, and I still love it. Yeah. I think uh, it, this is sort of the last hurrah of people saying shit like, I need proof to believe in Jesus, and like, you, <laughs> uh, if I'm going to burn in hell, then I'm above, all that kind of stuff. If if that's where anyone's coming from right now, you need to flush that. Like, you could just let that stuff go. If someone gives you some shit about Jesus, just be like, who cares? Who, <laughs> like, the worst thing that you could do, it's almost like, you know, turning your back on Freddy Krueger. Don't try and outsmart someone. It's not going to work. Just be like, who cares? Mm -hmm. That shit is dumb. So this record is <laughs> 22, 23 years ago. And I think around that time, I'm not, I'm not a historian guy, as I said earlier, but I think Canada was still balls deep and talking about guns because they had just banned them like a couple years earlier. Okay. Like Canada doesn't have, uh, Canada doesn't have uh, the right to bear arms like we do, I'm like, yeah. the, uh, us Americans. And uh, it, I, think, I think it happened in the night, like it formally happened in the 90s. And I think that the counter arguments at the time were just like, this is so expensive and messy. Like, not that they, they even want their guns back. They're just like, ah, oh, these laws suck, though. Do better ones. And, uh, but, you know, here we are in 2023. And now you know what it looks like when a country goes ham on the 2A shit. So how's that look now, Haymaker? How, how's your 2A energy? Are you guys still really, really wanting the guns? Because it's not working well here. I've, I got to tell you, it's not working. Like, the fighting the government with your guns... <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool when it happens. It's really sad. And, and the rest of this side of the record is like, my friends suck. I want to <laughs> skate so hard. And frankly, I don't want you to have guns if that's where you're at. I, like <laughs> like you, you're, you're the guys who would shoot apples off each other's heads in a parking lot somewhere. So I think we should keep you disarmed for now. <laughs> and um, something I didn't discuss during the band segment is that I used to confuse all the H bands thoroughly. They're mixed up like in a blender and I can't disentangle them. Thoroughly mixed up. So Haymaker hobnail haymarket riot if your band started with an h i thought you were harvest <laughs> and by the way every band i just mentioned is a thousand percent not like harvest no. hobnail that name's <laughs> only going to mean anything to you if you grew up in plattsburgh or vermont period four of you know what i just met said about the band hobnail but all of them were supposed to be harvest and i just thought this record was going to be something like a little screamy a little metallic a little moshy so this is when i was playing this record i was like i was not expecting any of this <laughs> i did it never really i guess i just never listened to haymaker back in the day i uh, i miss i kind of missed this whole canadian explosion i'm putting together all these pieces now <laughs> all these bands that i only have paid attention to were all the same five guys from ontario apparently and uh that's that's a that's a surprise to me um this is better than what I would have had in mind because I wouldn't have wanted to hear like a mid-paced, moshy, metallic, screamy, <laughs> hardcore band right now. Uh, I, I just feel very little about this genre unless it's really frantic. This is pretty frantic. It gets through my initial filter against Equalizer Punk because it's just it's yeah. just revved up enough to be uh, a little bit better. And I like that they occasionally go into some like old school mosh drops once in a while, even though they're kind of like on the smart ass, almost like power violence side of the hardcore yuck yucks. So the slams get cut short just when you're about to. Which you're about to rip off your shirt mm -hmm. and get head into the pit, they stop playing it and the song is over. Um, they cover a good range of outdated hardcore lyrical ideas on this record, uh, from smashing everything to bad friendships and troubles with Jesus. Uh, I think it's very funny that the most hateful intent and intense song on this side is the skateboard song. <laughs> like that one is the hardest, heaviest song, the most frantic one. And you know, maybe more songs about skating would have taken this record to the next level. For <laughs> I think they needed just a little bit more of that. <laughs> Okay, uh, side B, this contains, uh, sometimes you don't pick your enemies, fuck them back, painful road ahead, this won't change a thing, your life in 30 words or less, and through your teeth. Not as much notes for this side because I kind of said what I needed to say in the first side. Um, 
This this side though is even closer to Left 4 Dead though. As uh, as Scott mentioned, they kind of give you a little, like a little cock tease of the the, the mosh parts. And this mm -hmm. side's no different, but there's way more of them. There's way more of uh, Left 4 Dead style mosh parts, but they're still like just little cock teases, like they're little short bursts. And <laughs> Left 4 Dead would really lean in, lean into those parts, and and uh, Haymaker doesn't. So I guess that's what that was probably Jeff's input in practice, where he's like, why do we have to do these fucking mosh parts for this long? He probably hated it, so yeah. he was like, "I'm going to do my own band, and we're not going to do that. We're going to do it for <laughs> two seconds." And that was his input. Um, this in the song, fuck, I forgot to write down the title, but there's a song where he says uh, he repeats that he's been in the scene for 14 years, yeah, and he still hates it. And uh, it's one of those things where it, that's cool to say in the moment, but when you're looking back as an old man, it's like, dude, go fucking do something else then if you hate it so much. <laughs> And like I a get lot of it. hobbies out there. You can yeah, <laughs> like I get it. When you're in that moment, it's just like a youthful thing to say. Like I fucking hate this shit, man. But mm -hmm. like I said, you just look back at it and you're like, man, just go do something else. Then you can't really hate it that much because you're still doing it. And I get it. The, the seven is called Love the Music, Hate the Kids. But I don't know. You don't need to record that music if you fucking hate the kids so much. So mm -hmm. whatever. It's 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 a piece of its time. What are you gonna do? Um, the song Your Life in 30 Words or Less has the ultimate Left 4 Dead worthy breakdown part though so that is the real cum shot the real money shot of this record and mm -hmm. it sucks they didn't just put that last it's it's a what it's second to last so <laughs> they could have just they could have held out one more song they put this last it would have been a great great ending to the, the record but they had to put in one more quick burst in uh, through your teeth so I, I would have switched those two around I definitely like the side B more than side A because it's more Left 4 Dead style but Still, I'd rather Haymaker be Haymaker and not Left 4 Dead Jr., so I do like the LP way more than the 7-inch. Mm -hmm. um, this is still incredibly, uh, incredibly, incredibly hard, fast hardcore, yeah. and anytime I hear hey, this band or like anything in this, this family tree, I always say it. I don't like the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s really had like a boring, fast hardcore resurgence. If all these bands, uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to name names and and slander any specific bands, but it'd just be like some fucking band comes out and all these people are like, this is fucking crazy. And it just sounded like some band from 1987 or 1986. Yeah. And it's just like, well, what's so fucking crazy about this? <laughs> this Haymaker, these guys sound fucking pissed. And it just always makes me think like, maybe I, maybe like you have to be a certain type of person to, for that to hit your radar or something. Like, I don't understand it. Cause I hear this. And if I was like a real fast, hardcore guy where I was just like, that's all I listened to. Like a lot of those people did back then. I wouldn't want to listen to anything else except this. This is the, the most fast, <laughs> most pissed off, most angry sounding strain of that music. And I don't understand why you would even, I would just listen to this 24 seven. So, so even though I was like kind of ragging on the dudes or whatever and ragging on shit here and there, this is still like top tier as far as this genre of music goes. So I still think it's great. Not as great as the LP, but uh, still worth your time. I think that this is kind of fun to listen to a record like this that was met, that was obviously the crazy negative shit from the year 2000. Yeah. Because I don't think it's even on the map anymore now. No. Like, I think, like, metalcore and deathcore is so much better at being immature and spiteful <laughs> and, like, needlessly violent that this, like, now to me, I'm because li I'm listening to it cold, it sounds like the music a band of, like, biker rats would be making in, like, the fifth or sixth Ninja Turtle movie. You know, like, <laughs> they're at the biker rat bar <laughs> and these guys are like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's good like you would hear that you go oh shit that the rap band in that movie was so cool but you know the we're beyond my threshold of listening to regular hardcore songs by side two of this i'm like oh, uh, i got like i'm getting the idea here my do my ears do perk up a little bit when they get to the parts of the song where the blasts are a little harder and faster and the guitars stop muting so it just sounds like a snare drum over jets uh, i like those parts it vibrates harder i like it the, 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 um, probably my track of the week for that is Fuck Them Back. It, it's really hard jet part. Great jet parts <laughs> in that song. And um, the song Your Life in 30 Words or Less, that's my track of the week for vocals because it's the one time that he actually dips into some kind of a weird cadence or like yeah. a, you know, a, a fighting part. And that, that you do everything they want you to do. You're boring as fuck and you don't have a clue. That part is harder than anything else on the <laughs> record. And the line, mundane motherfucker, boring and cold goes very hard that's a very nasty thing to say to somebody <laughs> you're boring and cold is is, is cold-blooded so that's my uh that's my track of the week for vocals that's two tracks of the week on this side which makes this the side of the week yes. side two by a landslide i think this is the best side of, of the haymaker record that i otherwise probably was never going to listen to <laughs> well at least we agree on that <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do a little rating system. I usually do uh, either throw it in the trash, just listen to it on streaming, which you can't outside of our YouTube, and I'm sure thousands of other YouTube people have uploaded this, but I assume they had some kind of at least partial discography at this point, but I, I don't think they do, so I don't think mm. this is a thing you can easily listen to, so that kind of sucks, yeah. but um, yeah, either throw it in the trash, listen to it on streaming, buy it in the bargain bins, buy it for full price, or buy it for collector's prices. In real life, this is about a 10 or $15 record, so it's sort of collector's price. It's not really, you know, rich collectors. This is just a punk collectors, I guess. Um, I think that's about a fair price for this, 10 or 15 bucks. I think this is a great record. I would put this at full price all day. I don't think I would seek out collector's prices, even though it's not something you could stream easily. Um, I do think the the Haymaker LP, if you are into fast, angry, stripped down hardcore, is an absolute collector price must own for your collection. I don't think so much about the early seven inches, but it's definitely worthy if you see this for five or ten bucks in the record store. It, I think it's worth that. So I, I put this at a, a high full price rating. Yeah, I think this is ha- what ends up happening when you have bands that are nine guys who are all in each other's bands at all times. Yeah. And... I think bands like this, like Haymaker, they probably write quickly and don't filter much. I got a new song. Let's go. And they just do it. You know, that's why they have so many records. They just do it. And that's probably why they don't bother discography. They're not like legacy guys. Like, well, yeah. I got more. Let's just make more. And, um, <laughs> you know, so you get a handful of songs on real topics that, that take a little effort. And then you get eight songs like, fuck you. Fuck this place. Fuck all this shit. Fuck this sucks. That sucks. <laughs> out of your, out of all nine of your bands, you never really know which one of your bands is going to hit, but I do. I know which band's going to hit. It's the most standard sounding regular Joe six pack <laughs> hardcore band that you could ever come up with. That's going to be your lifelong legacy. Yep. So you guys were in left for dead, the swarm cursed all these wild versions. Like I think even pick your side is kind of wilder than this. doesn't yeah. matter. Haymaker is the band you're going to be in forever. Now that's, that's where some <laughs> of you guys are going to live and die is Haymaker. So, you know, let, let this be a lesson. If you're in a complicated band, if you're in a weird or heavy band and you want to form a rager for weekend fun with your bros, that's going to be on your headstone that band so give it a cool name and make sure some stupid skinhead band from europe doesn't take it because that's what's happening to haymaker google yeah. haymaker right now <laughs> they don't come first no <laughs> uh, but yeah i think that this is a cool version of this kind of music i don't really care about this kind of music but i think like this is like i like that the vocals are different and uh i just think that these guys need to drive to Prague or wherever the other band is from in clean house because those guys are making racist tweets and fucking up the name haymaker yeah. so this record gets three racist tweets out of five until you fix that problem and then i'll change the rating system <laughs> And there you go. There's our episode. Uh, go vote on either our Instagram stories. Well, I'll put up. I'll put that up on Tuesday again. You're you're hearing this on Wednesday, so that doesn't matter. If you hear this on Wednesday, you want to vote on those Instagram stories. Just pause right now and go find that story <laughs> on Instagram because you got you're on borrowed time. Go to our Facebook group if you're an old and still use Facebook, and uh, mm-hmm. you know for Seven Inch Club disrespecters and respecters, go there and you can vote there. That's a, a little more laid back, a little easier to vote. Yeah, and, um, that's about it. Do you have any last words, Scott? Uh, speaking of racist tweets, I uh, we talked about the Pick Your Side album cover, the yeah. Ed Repka painting, and I think I said it was Saddam Hussein. I think I might have said that. Mm. I'm very wrong. It's yeah. Osama bin Laden, a totally different person. I think I meant, I don't know yeah. what I meant, but I fucked up. But yeah. it was so long ago, Scott. It was, it was so a long time ago. Hopefully, the internet has forgotten about it until just now when I remind them. But uh, <laughs> you know, if you know this record, tell me why he's fighting Rush Limbaugh. If that's Rush Limbaugh and why Rush Limbaugh has a nuke, like is are these guys so far gone that they think Rush had nukes? I think that's supposed to be Gorbachev, maybe. No, I don't know. It look, I mean, could be, it could be. A, I mean, it could be some Canadian politician. I don't know who was apparently oh, fighting be, Osama. Yeah, yeah but uh, either way, he's got a nuclear bomb. I don't think any of these people had, <laughs> had access to that. But yeah, let me know. Let me know what you think. You know, vaguely political. It's uh, it's all yeah. up, I guess. It's, it's just says politics, politics. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, until next week, fuck Charlie Day. Fuck Charlie Day.
hell of a thing showing them that.